Welcome to Sisters Not Saints, the podcast where we offer real-life advice from the sisters you've always wanted. Featuring two real-life sisters, Kristen and Megan, and two real-life sisters-in-law, Hillary and Zoe. Sisters Not Saints You might think they're saints, but they Some of them are sisters, two of them have sisters, but there's one thing that's for certain, it's their sisters Hi guys, I'm Megan. We know you're Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's what we're Hi guys, to do. I'm Kristen. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> As we always introduce ourselves. <laughs> it just sounded so. Hi guys, I'm Megan. <laughs> but that's what we always do. <laughs> but you forget there's an audience, and so it just feels like you're introducing yourself to us. This and is Hillary, and I'm Zoe, and I'm Kristen. We know you're Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So how's everybody been? Well, we've been really busy. Uh, we have been busy. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. We've all been either sick or on vacations or working really hard or... Or recovering from illnesses from vacation. <laughs> Zoe, are you okay? <laughs> We're going to send her back to Memphis. <laughs> so did you forget how to make podcasts? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> She's having a meltdown, she says. Just looking at y'all, <laughs> listening to what you're trying to say. I was like, oh, you know what started it? Was that as soon as you hit play, I burped. And we just <laughs> talked about how we need to, how you did not you eat did not do jazz Yeah, I didn't stop. And then I was thinking, I wonder if anybody heard that. And then it just. <laughs> and then you just got all caught up in your head. And then it was like church giggles. I was like. <laughs> I couldn't stop. This is like Zoe on the cruise. All of a sudden, cruise Zoe's back in the podcast room. Yeah, we did. So we all, um, a couple weeks ago, took a cruise together. Uh, Hillary's family, Zoe and myself and Kristen's family and our dad and stepmom and Cruise and Katie. Cruise and Katie. Of course. I was star of the cruise. Yeah, she was a plus addition to the group. I was. That was a great addition. A big group. A 13 group. 14, I think. Cruise trip. It was a big, big group. And Zoe just shocked the bejesus out of all of us. If you go to our Instagram page, we've posted a little bit of the cruise Zoe content. And she just, I mean, I would just say went buck wild. (laughs) Well, she's normally very introverted. She is very introverted. But I mean, on the cruise, it's like, just could not hold Zoe back. No, Introverted, and she likes an early bedtime. And on the cruise, she was voluntarily up until midnight. And she also gets like very motion sick. So I just kind of thought she would be kind of tucked away in her Miserable. cabin. Boring. No, not boring, because you're not boring. You're just set in your ways. Well, that you would end early. Yeah. yeah. That you would just be like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with everybody. I don't want to listen to karaoke. I did think I was going to get very overstimulated and be past my run out my limit i didn't tell katie that before we left but that was my biggest fear was her not her but being with yeah being with a whole whole group all day and then going and being with someone in the room at Mm. night like i would never have like off time yeah but But no she was the best roommate we had so much fun it was Mm. there was i was not annoyed of her for one second no i was not either me either i kind of expected she was great because you just never know like we had never met cruz and katie so you just never know what you're getting into and that's an intense like trip to go on with somebody. Yeah. And I, I never think it's a, even about the other person. It's always about me. Right. Exactly. Like, well, that's, yeah. It's, it's not like my. It's always about me. Hi. It's, it's me. me. I'm the problem. Hi. It's me. 
It's a way to go, Katie. That Katie is very extroverted, mm-hmm. and you're so introverted. Yeah, but you're a good match. You know, something my therapist told me once was that there's no such thing as introverted and extroverted. There's mm-hmm. high self-esteem or low self-esteem, and I'm not sure what to think about that. Well, it, in what context? Like, what did they? What were they? What was the example you gave? No, just that. I was probably talking I was probably talking about sharing a room or like going on vacations with a big group is like exhausting and like I need time away from a big group. I just like need to not share a room with people, that kind of thing. And he I think he was just like, no, like that's a made up thing that this century has created. Like hmm. it's not introverted and extroverted. I uh, know so needing time to yourself would mean that you have low self-esteem. Well, because you're all you're exhausted from always being on. You can't be your real self with whoever you're with. Okay, but it's about how you recharge your batteries. And I don't see how needing to recharge your batteries at home without having to be on for people has to do with self-esteem. Do you know what I mean? Because you're you're fake, you're acting whenever Mm -hmm. you're around all the other people. So that's why you're so tired. I'm processing. So if I'm quiet, I'm processing. Yeah, no, I've agreed and disagreed at different points because... I mean, I guess it's just you're dressing it up and calling it something else. Like, why does it matter if we say, oh, I have low self-esteem or I've introverted, but I don't think the two are the same because someone who just truly in, like is a homebody doesn't have anything to do with their self-esteem. Yeah, just they're be- too afraid to go out. But no, I don't think so. No, because like, look at, I would say even you or myself, I'm not afraid to go out. I am. Oh, well, maybe you have low self-esteem, but... I wouldn't say (laughs) (laughs) I do. I'm not afraid. I just would rather be at home. But why? Because what about leaving the comforts of your house? Don't you like? It's not about not liking to leave. It's about liking to be at home. But why? Because my home has all of the things I could ever possibly need. But so does other people's homes. And that's mm -mm. I've been to all of your houses. And only Kristen's has lemon juice for my water. Only because you put it there, probably. <laughs> I've looked for, at both of y'all's houses. No lemon juice. Like in the can, the processed lemon juice that tastes disgusting? It's not processed. It's fresh squeezed lemon Ew, juice. No, it's <laughs> never. It never tastes like a real lemon. You don't use real lemons? No, because I refill my water like 12 times a day. You know how many like That's I have tried? Like one lemon a day. No, mm-mm. I have tried and I've even tried like having a day of the week that I squeeze fresh lemon. So I have lemon juice for the whole week. It just doesn't work. Why don't you do the frozen ones, the ice cubes? Ice cubes would be a good solution you, to this. You do. You make a whole mm. tray of lemon juice in the ice cubes. You freeze it. And then every morning you just pop, pop it in your water. I mean, it would take if you're doing yeah. cold water, that would take a while for it to melt. But but right. if you are happy with the what does it matter to us? Yeah, it's only fresh. It's only lemon in the juice. It's not like there's lemon and sugar in it. It's not like I'm making myself lemonade all day. <laughs> I'm just sad that you didn't tell me you wanted lemon juice. I would have it at my house for you <laughs> if I knew. I would like a bottle of lemon juice. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you could also get a bottle juice. of lemon juice I'm- for your house, put it right next to the stool samples. <laughs> <laughs> I threw them out. Did you? Yeah, recently. Oh, wow. And they never even got processed. That's sad. But yeah, no, I just totally disagree that just because someone enjoys being at home, I'm sure there is some crossover that people who are like, who are afraid to leave their house. But, but I think that is such a misconception of people who just like to be at home and don't need the stimulation of going out. I will say this person had many degrees. He wasn't like a counselor or. I also have many degrees. (laughs) He has many degrees in mental health and has worked for 30 years. 
uh, at various mental health. But could it just be that different studies have come out over time and now he just doesn't agree with those new studies since talking about being an introvert and extrovert is kind of new? I can see a lot of crossover as well that some people who are introverted have low self-esteem. But absolutely. I don't think I have low self-esteem, but I consider myself an introvert. I don't think that's true. You don't think I'm an introvert? Hillary, no. I don't think you are either. I think really? you're, no. you're at least an ambivert. I think you're Maybe moving at like a social pace that is exhausting. I am very <laughs> I am very social <laughs> and I like to be busy. Uh-huh. But it is very draining for me and I have to have time by myself to recharge. Mm-hmm. Like totally by myself. I'm definitely yeah. an ambivert. I have to have a mix of both and it has to be the exact right balance or I melt down. Like I have to have my batteries charged in social settings and I have to have enough time with people and friends and then enough time to myself. So I'm like, I'm not either. So does that mean I have medium (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem? Like I feel like I could live in a cabin by myself and not see anybody for... But that's unhealthy. I would die. Like that would kill me. I, I haven't even never. told you all the amount of time I think I could do it for. Okay. <laughs> I'm already, the cabin already got me. I'm like, no, I'm out. I want to be in a city. I think I could be in a cabin on my own by myself. I mean, of course, like texting people, calling people, but it, not actually seeing anybody. What's the number? I'm going to say no. Before I go like crazy and feel like I need to go out and like have a dinner. Six weeks. No. Oh my God. How long, long did you last? In COVID. Well, she was with her I was, family yeah. in COVID. Oh, you were in yeah. their house. Yeah. She was thriving in COVID. I was thriving. Yeah, but y'all were but upstairs. Y'all were together every day. We were outside, yeah, in the RVs. We were in Yeah, town. that's not... But I think I could do it. Like, my dream since I was, what, like a teenager, young, young teenager, was to, like, move to Alaska for a year. Like, just be up and gone. And I never wanted to go to Alaska. I was like, well, I guess I just, I'll never see Megan again. No, I was only going to be gone for a year. No, that's not my dream. My dream is to live in a city where I can like choose. Like I can go up to my little apartment, cozy up for like a good little nap and then go back out a lot. And it's my choice when I go in and out, like lots of coming and going. Mm -mm. But I don't know. I just can't reconcile the idea. Okay. So does self-esteem mean confidence? Are self-esteem and confidence different? Like what are the definitions? I I would say they're the same. Similar, Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, so your therapist told this to you. Would you, do you classify yourself, Zoe, as an introvert? Yeah. And do you think you have low self-esteem? I would say half and half. I'm extremes. You are extremes. I'm extremely confident in Mm -hmm. some areas. And then other areas, which I know is like social anxiety. I'm sure that's just low self-esteem. This just reminded me of a story from whenever we were on the cruise and it was the last night we were all doing the silent disco and we were all dancing and like having so much fun. And Zoe wandered off the stage first because, you know, Zoe. And then I followed because I was like, oh, Zoe's out. Okay, I'm out. And then I was like, like, Zoe, did you see like that? The guy um, like hosting the silent disco, he was really into Katie. (laughs) Like he was like, Oh, eyes, really? Eyes locked on her, couldn't take, like, was interacting with her, making faces at her. Zoe looks and she goes, he was looking at me, too. <laughs> I never even noticed that I was guy. Like, I, I, was like, I was like, yeah, I think he was, like, like looking at everybody, but, like, he just really seemed to have it, like, eyes locked on. And she's like, no, his eyes were on me the most of the time. 
<laughs> the most ext- extreme self-esteem confidence was when I was at that comedy show. I think I told you all about this, where that guy was, yes. and I was so, I was sweating in the audience thinking that I was so beautiful. I was making him nervous. And so I was trying to make myself uglier and trying to hide my gorgeous face. To, for so the that, comedian? Yeah, for the, so, so that the comedian wouldn't be distracted. Yeah. By, by your, beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm, by I your. was like trying to cover and like not make eye contact because it would just you're like one of those sirens that pulls in sailors <laughs> yeah. from the sea and i just i didn't enjoy the show at all because i was so <laughs> worried your beauty would distract yeah, the maybe, maybe, oh, maybe the tell your therapist that story right? <laughs> I say, maybe you need to tell him these stories and and decide like have him reevaluate but the silent disco guy was doing that with everyone that's all i met that he was doing it with everyone because i knew because mm-hmm. he was doing it with me but didn't was he looking at you I don't. I was never really. I never noticed that guy. Yeah, I noticed like he was interacting with everybody. Okay, but I'm saying he was really looking at Katie. He was into Katie. What Katie was putting down. Yeah, I think I had my back to the DJ. Me too. I don't think I noticed him. But he was also looking at you, Zoe. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's my. I have a lot of confidence. I don't even need you to tell me that. (laughs) You're you're like I know he was looking at me. (laughs) Megan, I might need you to pause because the coffee you made was a little bit strong. Okay, pausing. Do you need to go potty? Did you go potty, Zoe? Okay, we're back. Feel better? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to make it. Was that an emergency It was almost. Situation? Yeah, an emergency situation. Okay. Speaking of <laughs> emergencies. So... I have a story about emergency potty situations. I have <laughs> always heard people, mostly Chelsea Handler, but other people talk about pooping themselves. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also your husband and sister-in-law. Yeah. Yes. I mean, everybody, mm-hmm. but like Chelsea Handler specifically talks about it a lot mm-hmm. and has said like, it's not a big deal. Everybody poops themselves. Every It's happened to everybody. Literally every person <clears throat> has happened. Mm-hmm. People who say they haven't done it are lying. And I've never done that. I've okay. never pooped myself. Okay. I haven't either. Uh huh. So I don't think that's true that everybody's pooped themselves as an adult. Uh huh. But this past week, it you, happened. You pooped yourself. Where were you? My house. Okay, that's a safe place. I had wait, COVID. Wait, okay. a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, <laughs> how do you poop yourself at your house? You're it at your happens, house, Megan. <laughs> At your, but you're at your house. This I is mean, what I'm all- saying. Zoe has told me this before, and I'm like, that's impossible. How can you poop yourself at your house? You know when you have to poop, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and you're at your house. I mean, it's just like all and it happened to me at your house. But you at were house. sick. I mean, I feel like that maybe I was excuses it. I had COVID, uh-huh. but I, and I had kind of an upset stomach. Mm-hmm. So walk us walk us through the day. Okay, <laughs> take us back. Paint a picture. I actually went to the bathroom okay and i went okay you catch my drift yeah <laughs> we're with you we're with you and then drop the kids I'm off at the done. pool as jessica simpson would say <laughs> i'm done and i'm left the bathroom i'm walking towards the kitchen <laughs> and i have to toot <laughs> and i pooped myself <laughs> were you wearing shorts um, I got on sweatpants. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Did it show through the pants? No. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like a massive, like... Like a... You didn't take a dump or anything. No. <laughs> um, 
But I was shocked. Like I was <laughs> shocked. I couldn't believe it. It's never happened. It happened, and I was like, "That did not just that that didn't happen. Oh that gosh. can't just have happened." So I run back to the bathroom, and it did. <laughs> Confirmation. It's there. And I was really embarrassed, but I told Zoe. You told did I you tell your like, husband? I did. I immediately went and told him. I was Uh-oh. like, "You won't believe it just happened." <laughs> what did he say? He's like, "It happens to me all the time." <laughs> That's normal. Wait, so Zoe, this happens to you all the time? No, <laughs> this has happened once to me. Oh, Where just were once, you? Really? Were you at home? You weren't at home. No, I was at work. Work in what manner? Like in you- an office. Okay. No one at this office knows this story. I never told them. Okay. Let's, and I think let's- there's some listeners. <laughs> so I'd like to use an anonymous name <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> My name's <laughs> Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> um so this was a ter- it was like a long open office mm-hmm. with 20 of us more maybe more than 20 of us in there very small just one new york building and one bathroom in the middle of it mm-hmm. that everyone could hear everything it was and it was so gross after lunch every day all the boys would poop in there it was just like the worst office to be in mm-hmm. luckily costumes had a wardrobe like a had a warehouse two blocks away. So we would usually spend most of our time over there. Or if we had to go to the bathroom, we would go over there. So after lunch one day, I'm feeling terrible and feeling really sick. And I'm like, I don't, I'm just going to walk to the wardrobe space. It's so hot. And I make it like halfway and I'm having to like stop and I'm sweating. Like, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. I make it to our wardrobe space to get to the bathroom, you have to go into our space and unlock it and get a key with the toilet paper on it. So it was like a whole extra step. So even once I got to that building, it was like so many keys happening. I get to that first wardrobe space to if I get the key to the bathroom and the toilet paper and it just couldn't hold it anymore. So it happened. Luck- it happened. Okay. Luckily, I had clothing. Mm fresh undies all things that you need that's the that right. were yours or they were just no for, they, they were actually work. granny panties because they were for a 60s show so. it's a good time to be a costumer yeah that's true mm-hmm. so did anybody find out N- no what did, did you, you do with the soiled clothing yeah. i threw them away it's in the trash can yeah you don't think anybody found that no i told this to my two roommates in memphis mm-hmm. when i was there last week and both of them the past week had pooped themselves at, <laughs> at work. Um, I don't remember. One of them was either at home or at the office. I think at the office. Uh huh. I can't remember. The other one was on a trip with her new boyfriend. They were in a different country, oh, no. and she didn't tell the boyfriend. That was like my oh, first my question. And that's terrible. Wow, that's you know awful. it's really bad. Like you were saying, you were trying to get to the bathroom when you really have to mm-hmm. go, and it's like the closer you get to the bathroom, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the harder. Oh, that's such a bad. Feeling. And then when you finally get there, and that like you're trying to unbuckle everything mm-hmm. and get there in time, it's so stressful. Ugh, yeah, that's the worst. Well, I don't have this problem with the pooping, but I yet. Yeah, I guess I'll let you know if it happens. <laughs> but vomiting has always been I've always had a really upset stomach kind of thing since I was a kid. And at work, I have vomited at work more times than you know, I've probably vomited everywhere. But anyway, we I used to work at a building in downtown Nashville for five years. And there was a Panera on the bottom floor. And so part of working in this building was you got free drinks at Panera and you could refill it all day. And so I had this 32 ounce cup on my desk. 
that was empty. I started feeling nauseous. I knew I was like deep in the bowels of this building so far from the bathroom, but I started feeling really sick. All of a sudden I had to throw up. The only thing nearby was that cup. I had to throw up in that cup at like in my little cubicle with people around me. They never knew I had to dispose of the cup. And that's like the worst. No one knows that happened, but it's like the worst, most disgusting thing that I've ever had to do. It's so gross. And I still think about it. How did they not know? Yeah, you really don't think anybody knew? No, I'm a really silent. She's a very quiet You would never know. I could do it right here, right now. And you would never know. please don't. I won't. The worst thing that's ever happened to me at work regarding a bodily function is, and this isn't my story, but I'm going to still tell it. But we have like a public bathroom at our office. And so one day we went in there and it was like somebody had exploded from the inside out there it was on the walls it was on the ceiling it was everywhere ceiling yeah it was literally like someone had pooped themselves and then painted the entire room with it it was the weirdest thing that your bathroom's open to the public well not the public but like whoever's like coming into our office so and and we didn't have a way to know who it was but it's literally like i mean so we were like discussing is like whoever left that situation had to have been like some kind of weird shit like they must have had poop all over them but you have cameras there was no we evidence. didn't have cameras at the time but what did you do i well someone had gone in there and they were like um i think your bathroom needs attention and so i don't even I you think, hired that company yeah, to come yeah mm, it yeah. was like i called a company i was like someone's got to come out today and like in a hazmat suit and deal with this mm-hmm. it was it was bizarre. Another weird thing that happened one time is someone was in our office filling out an application. And at this time, we were in a different building. We didn't have like a public restroom. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have a restroom. And she's like, oh, okay. I was like, but if you need to leave and come back, that's fine. And she's like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> and then she peed in our lobby. Like she, she peed in our lobby. On herself? Yes. And then on the floor. In like, did she pull her pants down or just no? She... So at that time, we did have cameras in the lobby, and so we went back. And once we like went out there and realized she had peed in the lobby, we rewound the cam, rewound the camera, and no, she just was standing up and just peed. She probably couldn't control it. I mean, it's kind of on you that you well, didn't have a bathroom. It's not on me because it's not my responsibility to have a public bathroom. And but there are you... bladder issues that you just but that you some at least people have outside? that can't control. Well, that, yeah. but that's what I said. I was like, if you need to leave and come back, there was we had there was like we were in. Uh, a building with a restaurant next door so there was a public restaurant I mean she couldn't make it though and she just stood there and like I mean you could tell she was trying to hold it in but Hmm. it's kind of sad maybe she had one of those you know when you get older there's so many bladder disorders you can like grandma she wasn't old well I mean but still well she knew because she asked yeah I don't know and and the time that it took her from the time she asked me to she could have walked to the the next door over I don't blame her for this I feel like she couldn't control it Okay, you tell you tell me. Sorry, ma'am, do you have a bathroom? Oh, I'm so sorry. We do not have a bathroom open to the public. I'm going to pee right here in the lobby. Can I please use it? Oh, if you just open this front door, that's about five steps away. And sorry, walk five you, already, you just said no, I'm going to pee here. You just told me five again. Steps. There's um, a subway right next door that you could just go in there and they will let you use theirs. But there are some bladder issues where your bladder's out of place. And if you move, maybe it would have spilled out. Like maybe she just truly couldn't make it those five but, steps. Okay, you know? but, but, then, if, but then she wouldn't have been able to make it to the bathroom. Exactly. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Had I, I let her use our private bathroom in the back of the office, it was like 30 steps away. The, in theory, the bathroom next door at the restaurant was closer. 
Mm. I, feel, I still feel bad for her. She didn't want to pee in your lobby. I, I think, think she, she could have walked outside. Yeah, she could have. Well, we've all said that. And then look, I've puked in a cup at work. You pooped your pants. You pooped your pants. <laughs> we've all had our moments, okay? <laughs> I haven't <laughs> yet. Do, yeah, don't be too cocky about it's it. Look what happened happen. to Hillary. Yeah. You know what? Another weird thing that happened to me, my parents, when I was in high school, installed this doggy dually in the backyard. <laughs> Have you heard of these things? Nope. I don't, I don't think they make them anymore. No, they but do. I actually saw one in the store the other day. So we had installed this doggy dually in the backyard, which is just a container that you bury underground. And when you poop, or when, sorry, not, with the, not when you poop. <laughs> When the animals poop in your backyard, you scoop it and you scoop it into this container and it breaks down. So it's like a septic tank, but for dog poop. I and so, and like you like add this. like chemicals and stuff to it. Yeah. So it like breaks down and right. turns into like a sludge. Exactly. And then it, and then it goes into the soil. And like My aunt fertilizes. has that, but she just has a hole in the yard. Okay. <laughs> well, it was, it was buried behind where my car was parked in high school. So one night I was getting ready to go out. <laughs> Stop laughing. It's not funny. I had to get something out of the back of my car, open the car door, and all of a sudden I felt myself sink into the ground up to my knee, and it was just filled with poop sludge. <laughs> and at the time, flare jeans were in, and I was wearing flip-flops, oh, no. oh, and I no. lost, so I like begrudgingly like pulled my foot out of the slime. It was literally knee-deep. Lost a flip-flop that I loved in that doggy dually. There was no recovering it. Like There's no way to go you know mm. knee deep into sludge and she walked inside and me and my mom and my dad we were all sitting there and chris walks in and says i fell in the dog <laughs> and our mom says don't go on the carpet <laughs> she was like get out take your pants off out in the garage don't come in and i was like i can't be naked in the garage i'm covered in poop but anyway, that's been like a running joke in the family ever since. So like, don't step in the doggy dually. Like, obviously, I didn't mean to. You had to bury it right behind my car. Okay. Uh, those All are right. some disgusting stories. Should we move on to some less disgusting questions? Yeah. Yeah, let's get to some questions. I want to hear what people need help with this week. We've had a lot of submissions lately. So thank you guys for submitting all of your questions. Okay, so I've got a question about somebody who is uh, up for a promotion at work. Hmm. They said, I'm up for a promotion and I have an expectation for what I want my salary to be, mm -hmm. but I'm unsure if it's reasonable, if my expectations reasonable or not. Is it okay to ask my coworkers what they make no. before well, who just said no? I go in to negotiate? Yes. I Megan mean, said no, Zoe said yes. Always ask everyone, get all the info you can. This is why, this is how the men keep you down, is because women don't ask other men and women what okay. they make. Okay, but Your employer doesn't <laughs> want you to know what you make so that you can make less. You are the employer, Megan. I, as soon as I said no, I was like, <laughs> I was sitting here I was like, I'm going to get so <laughs> in trouble for this. HR would say no. You're never supposed I, to discuss your salary yeah, at work. Yeah, because literally, they want to keep the people down. Yeah, literally, yeah. this top, like, so um, the girl who works in our office, she called me today and she was like, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe what happened. This girl who just started a job for us today, she's literally out on the floor asking people what they're making. And I'm like, okay, you need to let her know that if she continues doing that, they are going to let her go. And they ended up letting her go. Now, all this to be said, I work in industrial staffing. So it's... I mean, everybody makes, there's no wiggle room. There's no negotiating. You're, it's just an hourly wage that people are getting paid. It's not like Joe Blow off the street 
comes in and he's going to make $4 more because he's Joe Blow. It's everybody's making this X amount of dollars for this job. I think, okay, so that was my HR answer was HR always says never ask because it's company policy. They will let you go. But my human answer is yes, you need to ask not your coworkers because that puts them in an uncomfortable mm-hmm. situation. You don't want to find out that your coworker who's doing less than you is making more than you, but you're friends with them and it makes it really awkward. I think there's so much data out there on the internet though, like Glassdoor, you can find other people that are doing similar jobs and find them online and mm-hmm. find out what the data points are and take those in and negotiate with your boss that way. That's probably your best bet. Like go in with data Also go in with your metrics and say, I've delivered these to the company. I think I'm worth 30% more because of these things that I've contributed. And that's hard to argue with. So you have to have facts on your side when you're trying to negotiate for more money. Don't ask your coworkers. That just makes them uncomfortable. No, I think you need to actually ask your, if, if you're friends with someone who's willing to tell you, because HR is always going to lie to you and they're never, you need to know what someone is actually making at your office. If you want the confidence to go in and ask for more money, because they're always going to say, well, we don't have it, but you know, somebody else is making X amount more than you. Like, yeah, it happens. I have been in this situation before mm-hmm. where I was promoted and they told, and this is not my current job, FYI, it was a <laughs> job years ago, but I was, I had a really big promotion mm-hmm. and I know they had the person before me had left and I found out what they were paying that person mm-hmm. and they offered me less than half of what they were paying her. Oh, no. And, but because I knew that and had figured it out and talked to them about it and they were open with me, I was able, I didn't go in and say, oh, I know you're paying so-and-so this much, but I was able to go in with the power of knowing right. what they were capable of and yeah. what they had. Yeah, and, not and I did, getting a no. and I did have my metrics to say, no, I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. I'm doing this amount of hours. This is how much, all of that. But it gave me the confidence to know because if they would have said, which they tried to say, well, well, you know, that's a lot of money and we're not paying everybody. I would have caved much mm-hmm. easier thinking, well, maybe they really don't. But because I knew and was confident knowing what they had, that I kept pushing for it because mm-hmm. they wanted me and I knew I could push for what they were already paying and I got it. And I wouldn't have done that had I not known. Mm-hmm. And I, But I will say that HR has not as much control over what they pay as people think because mm-hmm. people will come in and say, I heard my friend is making 90K a year. And the pay grades are, you know, every job is assigned a pay grade. And so it may be like a grade 32, but maybe because they've been there for four Mm -hmm. years, they're now in like a grade 33. And so you just don't have the same leeway in HR. But if there's a range, there's always going to be a range. range. They're going to say 30 to 40. Right. And HR is going to try to get them at 30. Mm -hmm. And if that person doesn't have knowing, oh, well, let me try to get to 40. I can use. Well, can I say not HR? Because HR... Well, we'll, I know they're just being told what to yeah, say. The business. But. Can we like blame the business? Okay, this has sorry. been my life. <laughs> like I've gone to battle with these people for so long to get people higher salaries. And it's literally always the line of business that's saying, sorry, no, my budget won't allow it. And I'm like, yes, your budget will allow it. You can yeah. pay this person 10K yeah. more because you really want them. And turnover is very expensive. And it depends on yeah who you're arguing with. Mm-hmm. My, I was arguing with the owner of the business. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't HR. Right. That makes a big difference, too. Yeah. So it's good that you had those facts. But it can be tricky. I don't know. Any kind of workplace negotiations. I mean, I always knew people were making more than me and they were men. That stuff happens. And like, what do you do about it? You go in and ask for a raise. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. But, you know, you just have to go in with facts on your side. Yes. you do, yeah. And with confidence. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
that boss told me afterwards. Well, he actually told, so he was the owner, but he went and told the person above me, my boss, that I had balls. Mm-hmm. And he was like, she really has balls. I was, you know, I had to give her a big raise, mm-hmm. but I was really insulted by that. Yeah. Did you want to, you should respond with, no, I have breasts. <laughs> it was just such a like, yeah, a, you know, yeah, I mean, a it's demeaning guy thing right. Yeah, right. to say. Mm-hmm. But then I did encourage another female that I worked with who'd been there a lot longer than me and hadn't had a raise in years. I was able to encourage her to go in and push That's for good. it. Mm-hmm. I think the thing we can all do is once we get a platform or we climb a hill is help the people behind us make it easier for them. When I had people that were reporting to me, I always tried to get them promotions and pay increases, you know, so that their work was recognized. So hopefully you have a boss that's doing that. And if you are a boss, be that kind of boss. Yeah. I'd say for this question, it just depends on the situation you're in. And if you have friends that you work with that you're close enough and can trust, definitely ask them. You know, you don't want to get in trouble by going around asking everybody, especially if there's a policy where you're not supposed to, but yeah. Oh, actually that just reminded me on the previous job, Mm -hmm. they were offering everyone a really low amount. And I asked a guy I knew, I said, what are they telling you? And he said, I prefer not to say. And I was like, that is so rude. But I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like. I don't know. I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. I don't it just know. becomes so awkward. It can become awkward right. in relationships because you're not best friends with these people. So it's so easy for resentments then, to build and, right, up. But you no, find out he's making more than you and you're like, but I do this, this and this. But we all know that the producers are lying and they're mm-hmm. all trying to underpay us. So mm-hmm. like. I just wanted him to confirm that either he was also getting a really low rate Mm -hmm. or that, no, he had actually gotten higher. So everybody else also needs to ask for higher because we can all get it together if we're all going in saying, well, we're not going to do the job. But maybe he's saying, okay, you pay me this and you can pay everybody else that, but I'm getting this. He wasn't your ally. Mm -hmm. He was a snake. No, I don't like him anymore. Hmm. All right. What else you got for us, Hillary? Okay, this listener says that she is 49 years old, she's divorced, and she's really tired of dating, and she just feels just down on her luck. And she said, will I ever find love and happiness, or is it just too late for me? It's too late. (laughs) You're just out of your prime, you're divorced, you're... Use good. Terrible and not true. I mean, both of our parents got remarried at what Mm -hmm. fifty-ish. I don't know, something uh, like that. Forty-nine, fifty, fifty-ish. Yeah. So no, go on a Disney cruise and find Find the love of your life. That's where our parents met their spouses. Yeah. So no, it's not too late. It's not too late. There's a. (laughs) Are you just repeating everything I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a chorus of no. It's not too late. It's It's, not too late. It's not too late. (laughs) No, I was just collecting my thoughts and. No, and we also know someone that met their spouse in divorce care. So they were in their 40s or 50s, went to divorce care, met the love of their lives. You would never imagine that they've been with anyone else. They're like perfect, meant for each other, could not see them with anyone else. I don't know how they were married to other people before each other. Happens all the time. Exactly. And also 49 is not that old. It's not. No. And Zoe's grandmother lost her husband when she was, what, 80 something, late Mm -hmm. 80s. Mm. And now she's in her mid-90s and has a boyfriend that she travels with. Living the dream. And yeah, you can always, you know. It's never too late for anything. I mean, you can restart your whole life anytime in life. Yeah. What's that sign mom has on her house? 
Yeah, what is that sign? Never too late for your it's, happily ever after. It's never too late for your happily ever after. Hmm. So how appropriate. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So no, you're not too old. 49 also is not old. Change your mindset. I don't know where you go. I'm not in the, the like, supermarket. I don't know. Like where you find 49, 50 year old singles. Well, you just said on a Disney Divorce cruise. Care, is where your parents Disney cruise. There. I don't know. Like where else they hang out? Churches? I don't know. Yeah. I guess find out what you're interested in and then put yourself in those places and look for similar people. Though I will say I have a friend in her 40s and she is divorced. She has three grown-ish kids and she has realized that she really likes younger men. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. She's a cougar. What's interesting to me about that is the men that are into it, like the younger men that are into Mm -hmm. older women. But it, it does make sense when you think about it because mommy issues. Yeah, I think it is a lot of mommy issues. And it's like someone that cooks meals for you, does your laundry, yada, yada, yada. Oh, God, that God, sounds like a nightmare of a relationship. Right. I know. Yeah. I don't really understand. I mean, I have three sons. I don't want to take on a young boyfriend. I guess yeah, there are an other, old rich man. Yeah. I guess there are other. Well, I mean, I will say she's been with a younger man for quite some time now. And I think she is like getting sick of it. And is now she says she's ready for an older man. Are we breaking up with him on this podcast for her? <laughs> <laughs> They're like semi separated. They're like. Hopefully they don't listen. I was going to say, this. does he listen? No, he doesn't speak English, so I'm safe. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Aww, hope he doesn't know. Do you know Cut who I'm talking out. about yet? No. Okay, the next question is actually somewhat similar. It's in the same. I don't know. Okay, I'll just read it. Um, this woman is in her mid 40s. <laughs> She said she's getting older and dealing with body changes and she just feels really uncomfortable in her own body lately. And she's asking, how can I learn to love my body again? Oh, love that you brought this up because I love my body. (laughs) Zoe's therapist. Are you listening? (laughs) Do we we just need to send this episode to your therapist? Um, No, no. Okay. This is how I got self-confidence. Regardless of what other people think I look like, I think I'm amazing. And that is because Kim Kardashian, Oprah asked her, do you think you're beautiful? And Kim Kardashian was like, no, I wouldn't say I'm beautiful. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So I just look in the mirror and I tell myself I'm beautiful. But on TikTok, somebody's therapist told them to stand in the mirror for five minutes naked Naked. every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard this before. And I always think that just being naked in your house Mm -hmm. is a great mm-hmm. body confidence builder. Like just, just get used to yourself, your body. Do you spend time naked? Yeah. See, okay. Everybody makes fun of me. I always tell people this and everyone's like, you just say that. So nobody comes over and like ambushes you. And I'm like, no, why would I, I don't care if people ambush me. <laughs> I don't care if people come over. Like I'll put on a robe. I'm well, constantly right. running. I know that's what clothes. I tell people. I'm like, it's, it, yeah, no, but they're all, my whole family is like, even whenever I was going out and looking like when I was um, in the process of purchasing a house, I went with my dad and his wife to look at a house with my realtor. And we were looking at this house that had like houses behind it. And Carrie with the realtor there, she's like, oh, you're not going to be able to have your naked time. <laughs> the house is right back there. <laughs> Carrie's from Rhode Island. That's Megan's interpretation of the Rhode Island accent. So, yeah, the, the realtor I could tell was like, Sorry, um, Carrie. Okay. <laughs> so do you stand in front of the mirror for five minutes and tell yourself you're beautiful? No, I don't need to. But if, if you're starting from... <laughs> but did you? No, because I never you, needed to. I, but you said this is how you became confident. Was Kim Kardashian said she wasn't beautiful but, and you were like, I am. No, I just had to look in the, like in the, in the mirror, like chin up. 
But, <laughs> but do you also do you believe that Kim Kardashian? No, she's she, beautiful. Yes. You no, think, she. No, there's no I've way. heard. I watch every episode of that show, and she's always talking about how gorgeous she thinks May, she is. Because maybe Oprah changed her. I maybe don't she think watched so. that episode. Also, it's a lie. She I, always thought so. Maybe. No, she said, you, "I think I'm pretty," but she, she was like, "I wouldn't say beautiful." But would you oh, get so much work done if you were so confident in yourself? Exactly. She, she gets low self She does a lot to her. Mm-hmm body her hair her face every it's not like you see her like lounging around in her sweats with i mean no makeup look on. we saw the before right we saw season one of the kardashians well, that's what i'm saying as, so, right like as, she felt like she was beautiful yeah she wouldn't have changed so much mm-hmm. that's what my hairdresser always says she's like we're not ugly we're just poor like you know because look at the kardashians we saw them when they were poor and what they looked like versus they weren't now. ugly though no they no, weren't they but weren't. but they were not at all but i'm just saying it's funny that they must have thought so because they've changed so much if you look at their before and afters this is not helping our listener but <laughs> listener stand naked walk around naked and tell yourself you're beautiful i yeah. agree because you it's very easy to trick your mind my mm-hmm. therapist has told me similar things like when I feel like I'm dying to tell myself I'm healthy over and over mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to that. But yes, telling yourself you're beautiful, as silly as it may seem, does work. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm sure you are. Like our standard of beauty is shifting because we're all on these stupid screens in our faces 24-7. And we have filters and we have makeup tricks and we have people with unrealistic expectations no one looks like that. I mean, even supermodels wake up and say, I wish I looked like I do in my pictures. Like nobody looks like they do on your phone. True. Yeah. So just adjust your expectations. I'm sure you are very pretty and you're just being hard on yourself. Yeah. Well, she was also talking about, you know, she's getting older mm-hmm. and use, she's not used to her new body because your body does change as you get mm-hmm. older and you go through menopause and a million things. And I know it was similar with having kids my body is very different than mm. before I had kids. And I think you have to kind of like saying I'm beautiful. You have to kind of say what you appreciate about your body. Because mm-hmm. I remember having to be like, my body created another human. My body is feeding this human. My body is, because I was very, very sick after I had my first and felt like I didn't belong in my body anymore. Mm-hmm. And to just appreciate what your body is doing. My body's keeping me alive. It's keeping another human alive. I'm able Look, my legs are walking. They can hold me. My arms are strong enough to hold my baby. If you start appreciating all the things your body is doing, you learn to love it. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. I mean, I think it's something we'll all have to come to terms with. I feel like I'm like, I just had a big birthday this week. Not a big, big birthday, but not like a milestone birthday, but a birthday this week. And I was thinking about aging and thinking, you know, in 10 years, that is going to be a very different birthday. Like, that's scary because 10 years ago, I didn't feel like that, like aging was going to be a thing. But I feel like in 10 years, it is going to be something I'll be thinking about. So I don't know. I think mindset's going to be a big part of this. And I think everything Hillary said was spot on. Think about all the good that your body's giving you and has given you. And then maximize what you can from it. And the more you take care of yourself, eat healthy, move your body, the mm-hmm. better you feel too. Yeah. All right. So we have time for one more question. Yeah. All right. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. So everyone's homework for the week is build your confidence. I feel like we talked a lot about confidence this week. Tell yourself you're beautiful. Walk around naked and then let us know how that worked for you. You're going to love yourself. You're going to think you're hot shit. And then send I us a thank do. you note. 
Let us know when you're extroverted, when your self-esteem is high. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's not working, send us your questions. Ask us how we can help. Hit us up at sistersnotsaints.com for your anonymous questions. Be sure to follow us at Sisters Not Saints podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And don't forget to leave us a review. Those who have left a review on Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. We read all of them. They're so appreciated. You're our favorites. Yes. (laughs) Definitely. And we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.